Hey everybody, before we begin, here is a special word from Sonic Temple Music Festival. Metallica! Headlining the Sonic Temple Arts and Music Festival. Two different nights, two different sets. Go to sonictemplefestival.com for information. Get your tickets on sale right now. Presented by Liquid Sound Records. Here are your hosts, Ryan Katz and Ian Illyrian. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of All Things Music presented by Liquid Sound Records. I am your host, Ryan Katz. Ian Illyrian will be joining us in the interview portion. Um, very excited for our guest today. Uh, we have Tom Smith from the... Uh, and you'll find out using the term deathcore is, is a little bit taboo. But the heavy metal band, the Acacia Strain, who is worldwide known, uh, been around for a very long time. So it was very cool to catch up with Tom and talk about a lot of different things uh, pertaining to the band and otherwise. So um, really cool conversation. Uh, glad to have you with us. If you're new here, um, we've had a lot of really good guests on the show We've had Annie Flag, Wage War, Migo the Devil, uh, Phil Anselmo and the Illegals, um, Eric Ron, who's a super producer, Ben Shegel, who's a studio owner. So really, we, we really talk to a lot of people in this industry who are um, notable, but more so just have a lot of information to offer. So if you want to uh, subscribe, please uh, feel free. We usually have weekly episodes. We're a little bit behind right now, but we're, we have bunch coming up here a uh, really good uh lineup of guests so um yeah please subscribe uh we are on apple music or i'm sorry apple Podcasts. we're on spotify we're on uh podbean as well um rate five stars that would be fantastic if you could do so it just takes really two seconds to do so on on either app um so yeah i will not uh, bore you farther uh please enjoy our interview with tom smith from the acacia strain we're here with what am I? Tom Smith Jr. Do you not just you just not do the junior? I'm actually not a junior technically. The thirds? No, because me, my dad, and my grandfather all have different middle names, so that's what changes the junior from. I didn't normal. realize that's how it has to go. <laughs> yeah. Is that really that's a real thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. Huh. I'm not a junior, but okay. I go by junior whenever people call it. So sure, it, it ex- responds to junior. I always say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, my. In my band, my guitarist, uh, Matt Snyder, has a T. Smith, so, and he constantly talks about how amazing T. Smith are, and, <laughs> awesome. and uh, I don't know, it's, it's pretty awesome um, that your dad does that, yeah. like, that's, that's not something that you, you don't see, well, first of all, how do you pronounce Luthier, Luthier, Luthier. Luthier. Okay, it's not every day that you have a guitarist in a big band whose father is a Luthier. Yes, correct. So that's really cool, and I'm sure you get the best family discount there is. Oh yes, my uh, my pricing is unbeatable. I can't. I can imagine a whole zero dollars. Yeah, I mean, I a lot of times I'll buy like the hardware for it or something, right. but I mean, I don't have to pay him labor costs or anything. How long is he? 
made guitars for? Um, he started when I was a freshman in high school, and I graduated in 2011. So at this point, it's probably been like 11, 12 years, something okay. like that. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you get to watch sometimes. And yeah. When, I mean, I don't live in New Jersey anymore. Sure. But when I was, like, it, I was always, like, at the very least, like, seeing everything that was going on with the builds and whatnot. Um, now that I live in North Carolina, I don't get to be as hands-on or anything. Not that I was ever the one building, but, uh, yeah, he, like, just, he'll send me picture updates, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I want that one. Yeah, I so can't have that one. Here's my pros and cons to, to T-Smiths. Because uh -huh. um, I've always wanted a custom guitar. Uh -huh. I get to pull the trigger on it, and your, your father is really good at payment plans, and he's yes. really flexible, which is... <laughs> My, my, my guitarist will get mad at me for saying this, but he's had a baritone on hold for like a year. Oh, and, really? And like, he's like, he's, he's getting ready to pay it off, but like, yeah. Senior's been like, hey, uh, you gonna do this soon or I'm just gonna put it for sale online? So, I mean, because I see that all the time on, on his posts is like, hey, I had a builder or a buyer fall through. That's what it is. Like, it came down to, uh, it came down to a point of like, so many people were bailing out of it that he can't. He can't like, unfortunately, just put. You all can't of his continue trust business like it. that straight up. Like he can't just yeah. be like, okay, yeah, I trust that you'll pay it back because right. somebody like ten people in a couple months screwed him over a few years ago. He's mm -hmm. like, okay, I am fucking done with that. Yeah, like, people abuse the, the niceness. Yeah, like you're not getting your guitar until it's totally paid right. off anymore. It's so just yeah. frustrating <laughs> in many ways. I'm a business owner and I know that's. When people are not on time with something, yeah, and you the give them up. more than enough leeway, and more than most other people in a similar position yeah. give them, they take advantage. Yeah. Of they it. just take, yeah, oh, exactly. They know that that your niceness is is easy to walk over, or yeah. whatever it is. Not that your dad's pushover, but um, no, but I mean, it's like there's a lot more of the um, trying to think of the best way to say it, like. There's more of the uh, personal aspect of it since it's just him, like, building, you know? Um, like, it's not like Ibanez or, like, Gibson sure. where you're you're That's never true. in contact with the guy who's made your guitar, you Well, know? they're a lot bigger operations, too. Well, yeah, but, like, right. there's, like, no one is ever going to hit up Ibanez and be like, hey, uh, I took this from, like, a sub-zero temperature in a trailer to really hot Florida and it went out of tune. What the hell? Every fucking guitar on the not planet. Not even does the guys. That. Yeah, but like not even every the guys. Guitar on the planet does that. <laughs> so if you're gonna try to hit somebody up about it, like one, learn about touring sure. and learn about how a guitar reacts on tour. Yes. But two, like no one who has an Ibanez is gonna try to pull that shit. They just try to be like, oh well, I'm talking to the guy who did it, so let's try to blame him. Well, if yeah. you're at that point, if you're like a, let's say like a Mick Thompson with Jackson or somebody like yeah. that, you're, you're, or Misha Mansoor or whoever it is, mm -hmm. you're so at that high profile of a guitarist that you've got plenty more guitars that... Oh, yeah. I mean, so it's not even like a big deal. And like, I don't even mean to be like shit talking people who are like newer to touring, but when you start touring more and more, you learn that like you can't control almost anything mm -hmm. so it's like you just fucking deal with it like, yeah i mean i granted i say that but there are definitely times where like we go from snowing one day to three days later in like 100 degree weather 
Uh, and then that's Ohio. Yeah. But what does that do to your body as far as? I mean, that fucks my body up. Right. But my guitars are generally in tune still. So like I say all that as an example, okay. but sure. I usually pull my guitars well, out of the case in tune. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Has he? Has your your dad uh, considered using EverTune? I've I've had one before. I've okay. had a couple of them actually. Um, I sold those guitars just because I wasn't loving using them live. Um, but that was also the first tour I ever did with the Cajun Strain, so I was still... How hard are they to change the strings on? Oh, super easy. Like, okay. it's just like using a hip shot where, like, you don't have to trim the ball end or anything really? off it. They're really easy. Um, I think my issue was that I didn't give it enough time, or I maybe maybe was just, like, too nervous because it was still my first gig with these guys sure. that I, like, I was way overly critical. And I've been thinking about getting another guitar with an Evertune in it, as of late, um, we were just in the studio, and I forgot how helpful they are in yeah. the studio. But I don't know. My stuff stays in tune really well, and I, I never really have issues with it. I'm also like, since I came from making records, I have the like psycho tuning brain where I tune in between every song anyway. But that's fair. But sometimes I'm just like, okay, I wish I didn't have to tune right now. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> I would just like to. It's just I would still probably check every string in between every song, but it would be like extra peace of mind to be like, I don't actually have to do this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. It's just just habit. Yeah. Kind of like know. a fail safe kind of. Yeah, like, and like, like we, type thing. Yeah, like we the way that our stuff is set up, we have like these noise patches on our campers where like it's just verbed out forever, and we can tune over it. So it's like. I mean, I do it sometimes in the middle of a song. Like, if we have a big ring out, I just hit the noise button, and then I tune real quick, and then I'm back into it. Sure. It's actually really smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's sick. Like, I, because I'm such a nut job with it, I'm just like, <laughs> every chance I can get, let's hit that fucking tuner. <laughs> so if you're out of tune tonight, I can be like, hey, that's not true! <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I just changed strings on both main guitars, so if it's going to happen, it's going to be tonight. What strings do you use? I use D-Dario strings. D-Dario. Uh, NYXLs? Uh, no. Uh, I, those are my... I, I have to swear by those. If, if I didn't have to change as... So, okay. So, I love NYXL if I'm not on tour. Sure. When I'm, like, at Studio home and I can, whatever. like... If it's just, like, a guitar that I'm going to write with and I don't need it to be... Like, I'm not recording permanent guitars and I don't okay. need, like, perfect strings right now. Like, if it's just, like, to riff around at home, sick, because those last longer. They do. But even with the amazing deal that we have with Diodario, NYXLs are way more expensive, mm-hmm. and I change strings every two days anyway. So it's, it's like, I'm not even getting... Every two days? That's, every two, that's a lot. That's three, like really excessive. <laughs> three days, I sweat a lot and I pick really hard. So like, by the end of two shows, my strings are just fucking dead. Yeah, um, you guys probably tear the shit out of all you guys. Probably tear the shit out of your. Yeah, shoes. Griffin. Sometimes our bass player Griffin sometimes changes every day. Um, I could see that. With the usually, way you guys play. Yeah, he'll usually change like every all five strings like two or once or twice a week, and then the low two every day wow. or every other day. Okay. Um, Devin's not as consistent. So are you only running on eight? Strings? No, we do sevens and eights. Okay, so that's that my question is, is since you're doing, on this tour, you're doing guitar for, for Left Behind and for yeah, Casey's Yeah, I have two six strings out with me too. So I have six okay. guitars with me right now. <laughs> Takes up most of the room in the, uh, in the, in the fucking uh, trailer. Right? I've got six <laughs> guitar boats, like live-in cases. So like my Casey string guitars are in like a four-space boat that they just stay in forever. And mm-hmm. then I just got a uh, an Einke, like flight case that okay. holds two guitars that... 
I have. How does that work with backlining? I mean, because you do you use different amps? Yeah, I um, okay. I have like a Kemper rig set up for Left Behind if okay. something were to go down with the rig that they're lending me. Sure. But um, Brian, Left Behind's guitar player, has like so much gear in his possession. Like he just he's a hoarder, um, and it's all amazing. <laughs> we're all, musicians are all hoarders. He's man. like next level. Next though. level. Like he, I mean, I know that he just pretty recently like got rid of some stuff, but at one point he had like three or four bands worth of gear. That, that sounds like my uh, guitarist, man. He's always collecting yeah. things. And like every week, there's a point where every week he'd show up with another guitar. Sometimes yeah. two guitars. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. If I could he just, used to work at a music shop, though, so he just, you know, yeah. just if, picked up things that people brought in. If I could do that, I would, but I just don't have the funds or the, like, um, I guess the confidence to just, like, drop that money and be yeah. like, okay, yeah. yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'm using... With Left Behind, I'm using some of their gear. Um, it's like a mixed pedal board of some of their pedals and some of mine that I like, and then just an EVH. All passive pickups on your guitars? Yep, all okay. passive. Very cool. So just so um, people that are listening know, you're playing for them on the tour. Yeah, the whole tour I'm playing guitar for Left Behind, and then obviously the Acacia Strain That's got to be um, exhausting. It's way more tiring than I thought. Worth it, but, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, like if I could, I would play every set, every day. Like I <laughs> yeah. just All right, I'm on for spite now. All right, like, Chelsea Grant, Steven, take a break. Like if there was a way to do that, I would just play guitar for five hours a day in front of people. You got like more that. stamina than me, man. You, dude, sometimes by the end of the Acacia set, I'm like, why do I have to like your hand never just gets like that my hands never but like I don't know I've kind your of body and your like metal yeah body. I like I don't know what it is I can't just like stand there and like jam like I've got to be a fucking idiot and like <laughs> run and jump and I like I don't know I just I don't feel like exercising that, I mean yeah that's sick but like I don't feel like I'm giving people the performance that they should see from this band unless I'm doing that but on days where I'm like Damn, I drove overnight and I just played the left behind set. I got thirty minutes in between and now I have to play another. I'm like, Jesus, fuck, this sucks. But, All right, so your nickname's sick. Your nickname's the Hammer, right? <laughs> yeah. Is, okay. So is that just like something someone put on Wikipedia and that just literally that's it? it. That's like, literally uh, it. my friend Steve, who I used to work with at uh, Graphic Nature Audio. Uh, okay. Like when I joined this band, I like tweeted something jokingly like. Oh shit! I'm official. I made Wikipedia, and three <laughs> seconds later, he like screenshotted again saying Tom the Hammersmith. So that's not a. Real it name. has a good ring to it. It's not a real nickname, but I have thought about getting like guitar picks made with yeah. hammers on them. Dude, I, I would embrace <laughs> that. I just never that. have. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so, you joined Acacia Strain in 2016. I think so. My dude, the other day I thought it was 2016, and I was like, oh yeah, like three years ago it was 2013, and I was like, holy shit, it's almost 2020. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, because Great Bloom came out 2017, okay, and I joined the year before that, so okay. yeah, 2016. Before that, what were you doing? I was working for Will Putney, um, producing and engineering records with him and for him, and just my stuff out of his place. Um, and then on top of that, I was like the go-to bass fill-in for Fit for an Autopsy because oh, okay. their bass player couldn't get into Canada. So whenever they had a tour mm. in Canada, oh. I would do a bunch of those shows. Interesting. Um, and before that, I mean, or, or at the same time as that, I was playing bass for Structures also. Okay. Yeah. So you have a pretty fair amount of experience, not only just playing out with bigger bands, but in the genre itself in deathcore, which is deathcore. Don't I mean, say that. Don't say that too loud. 
No, no. I don't, I don't like. They don't like the don't term like deathcore. Death okay, core, but, but but I get it. I, it's fine. Let's look at it objectively. <laughs> That's all. You know? I just like to say that I have a good <laughs> amount of experience with heavy music. Okay, that's what I. We'll go with that. Yeah, but there is a certain subset of heavy music <laughs> that is not to be named. If the genre <laughs> police, you, yeah. I am the genre police. Yeah, if we're going to talk about Voldemort. Let's just say that. That's just, it's yeah. Fine. You okay. Say so, it. so, so I mean, because honestly, as as a guitarist and a, and a, I I call myself a scholar of metal because you can never just stop learning about it. Yeah. Uh, Deathcore mm-hmm. has. It's own. It's there's definitely its own art form, its own style of playing, its yeah. its own technicalities that metalcore doesn't have. I think, I think at its like core, the actual term for deathcore is sick, but there's so many bad bands that fall under it. <laughs> it's it's, that it's I hate it. a stigma. But like, I love death metal. I love hardcore. Yeah. Like on paper, it's the best genre there is. Yeah. Right? But in reality. It generally is not. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess, I, I don't know, I have such an affinity for it because besides black metal, uh, deathcore seems to be the genre that's ran with the whole evil theme, the I, darkness. I definitely the, like that. Like, I grew up as, like, like Slayer is still my favorite metal mm-hmm, band ever. Mm-hmm. And, like, King Diamond, Judas Priest. Like I'm the, sure that was cool to see your dad made a guitar for... Yo, like, going to hang out with Gary Holt yeah, was fucking, amazing. Yeah. But I do agree with you on that. I do really like that, like, the realm of whatever bands still fall under Deathcore. I really mm-hmm. like that it's still, like, this is obnoxious. Like, sometimes it's like, okay, there's a fine line between corny and cool. Mm-hmm. Some bands are real corny with it, sure. but... When the bands, you don't have to name them. I, I'll no, name them. No. I, 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 so, <laughs> I have no... I, I pull no fucking punches. I, I, I've been a big fan of Lorna Shore for a while, but I Those feel like... Those are some of my closest friends. Yeah, the, yeah awesome. I feel like the new stuff is sto- sort of leaning that way. I don't know if like it's almost... Like corny route? Not corny, but like really artsy. I like that, though. Like I okay. feel like, to me, like I just actually listened to that new Lorna Shore single this morning. Okay. Uh, like in the mall on the toilet. That's how I listen to it. So like, maybe great that, speakers. Maybe that wasn't like the best way to hear it. But Someone's I really probably taking a piss. Like what oh, the hell yeah, is going of on course. in there? Someone blowing up the bathroom near me. Um, but I really like that. Like I think they're doing the. I don't want to say growing up thing, but I feel like there's a way that deathcore. Like the only way for bands in the deathcore late like genre to stay good and like keep growing sure. is to like. You can only do the like talking about slicing someone's head off so many times. Look at Whitechapel; they're a really good example. They grew up a lot. They, like, yeah, I mean, they started with that kind of yeah. And now, I mean, their new album has Clean singing on it. I, I haven't listened to them on a consistent basis in a long time. Okay. And when I saw a bunch of my friends being like, "This Whitechapel record is the coolest thing I've heard in years," and I listened, to it, I was like, "Holy fuck! This right. is like they did the heavy like kind of deathcore thing." kind of artsy thing so well mm-hmm. and, but like that's like kind of how like Lorna Shore is doing like they're they're getting artsy but I feel like they're more than anything just taking from their influences and being like we don't fucking care like we're gonna write like Adam is one of their guitar player Adam he's one of my really good friends like I talk to him all the time um, I know I know how good he is at music like he is one of I recorded guitars for the um, the, Palm, the Psalms record with him, and he's just so good. I think people lose sight too of, of 
the musicianship in the genre of deathcore because yeah. so much of it is very low register, very chunky and yeah. and slow. We definitely get fast. probably the worst rap of all that. Yeah, like, I don't anyways. know. Amir might might be the the scapegoat there, even though they're not deathcore, right? Either. Yeah, but you know they have those YouTube videos and memes of yeah. the one string or whatever <laughs> it is. But I think there's something to be said for. That too. You don't always have to be. I love Rings of Saturn, but you don't always have to be Rings of Saturn. You don't right. always have to be, you know, extremely technical with doing sweeps like crazy. Yeah. That's Sometimes I, less is more. That's what I like about. So okay, so quick back using Lorna Shore as an example. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've known those guys so long that mm-hmm. I was actually supposed to join Lorna Shore at one point okay. because we grew up a few towns away from each other. Like I, out of high school, was jamming mm-hmm. with Lorna Shore. I never ended up joining just because I wanted to do something a little different. But like from going to local shows and playing shows with them to seeing where they're at now, it's like, holy fuck, they like, they have figured out a way to be like one of the more extreme versions of a deathcore band, but they're now writing songs instead of just writing chaos. Right. Yeah, like they, they've got choruses, like they've got songwriting parts. And when they started bringing that in, I was like, this is what's going to make you guys so much cooler than a lot of deathcore bands. Sure. And like... I don't even, I'm not even like trying to shit on deathcore as a genre, but it's like, within, I mean, any genre. There's a ceiling. Yeah, I mean, not even a ceiling, but like any genre, if you, you could take it, it's, you're one step from being sick or being corny. Yeah. And it's so easy to go either way. Oh my God. I just mentioned black metal. You can, you. Oh yeah. Black metal's sick when it's sick. Yeah. It's the fucking worst thing on the planet. David Borgir, (laughs) sick, right? Yeah. And then you have like Dark Throne or some of these other guys. Cringy a little bit, you know. I mean, I think Dark Throne's. I'm gonna vote Dark Throne over Demon Warrior. Really? Okay. So <laughs> the reason like, why I like Demon is because their production quality is so fucking good. That's why I like Dark Throne because it sucks. Like <laughs> I have you like, seen Lords I, of Chaos? He's like, I he haven't. Wants yet. It to purposely oh, so, like, like Lords of Chaos. There's a scene where where Mayhem goes in the studio. Yeah. Actually, it's Burson. Uh-huh. And uh, oh, what the fuck is it? Is the guy's name not Euronymous? But the, the, I don't know. The, their names, okay. So, so yeah. the one guy. Vard, uh-huh. he goes to the studio to record Burzum, which was like a solo yeah, yeah. metal project. He's like, I want one microphone, middle of the room, <laughs> that's it. But there's something special about, like, I don't know, when it's, I don't know. I, Similar to like Grindcore, Grindcore is really like, like I don't want to hear but... like a Napalm Death record with like periphery style production, okay. you know? And like, You never wonder what that would sound like though. No, because I don't want to hear it. All right, all right. <laughs> like I know what it would sound like and it wouldn't feel authentic like I think interesting I'm, I'm way more even some as somebody who like has made and still occasionally does make professional records like it's way more important to me to have something that matches the authenticity of the music than okay. something that's just polished sounding like like take Converge for an example like yeah. Converge is like Kurt Blue is one of my favorite record producers but he knows that it still has to be raw like it's it's great sounding and there's clarity, but it's Don't still you think dirty. Not loose is kind of a good medium. They're a great medium. You I know? think they're like. By the way, they're in town across, across yeah, the yeah, way today, I just which is crazy. Earlier today, yeah. but yeah, they're a great medium of like they've got good production that hits hard, mm-hmm. but it's not so like shiny and pristine that mm-hmm. it feels like a fake too much, record. too refined. Like I, I hear real drums, I hear real guitars. I don't hear like programmed bass and fake drums and like 6,000 vocal stacks, like, I hear a band playing, you know? <laughs> Sure. Uh, did you know Tom Barber when he was in Lauren mm-hmm. Shore? So yeah. That, this is all kind of full circle. Yeah, yeah, story. it's, like, kind of funny to, like, just, like, we used to go to local shows and hang out, and 
it's funny to be on tour together as like the two ba- like the direct support and the headlining band. Sure, <laughs> that is pretty crazy. Yeah. So being the the new guy, I mean, <laughs> I, you're probably not the new guy anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I hate to use the term hazing because that's just oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there is a little bit of a of a weird. Uh, connotation to that, especially in the PC world we're in now. You can't haze, you can't, you can't, no initiation, but I'm sure you had some sort of like, all right, to be really in mm-hmm. Casey's strain, we're going to make you, I mean, nothing crazy, but I mean, maybe you're going to drive I, the whole tour, or you're going to, you know, uh, slaughter 12 lambs. <laughs> I mean, I, there was definitely nothing like that. Like, okay. They never made me like work harder than I needed to. Which is nice. I mean, like, yeah, it was never like, okay, new guy, you've got to load all these like 500 cabs that we have going in by yourself. <laughs> sure. It was never that. Okay. Because um, some bands, and it's it's unfortunate, also understandable, that you, you know, Vincent could have been easily like, I've been doing this forever. Don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that I wasn't fucked with a lot. Sure. Like, we still, like, you could practically call us every single moment hazing each other. Like, we (laughs) still just fuck with each other constantly. Um, And some bands, like, that we tour with are just like, why are you guys so mean to each other? It's like, this is how, like, this is just what we do. It's like me and my group of friends, dude. I feel like if you're you're really, like, friends and you kind of need to be to be, like, coexisting for so long together... You kind of need to be to that point of that's, fucking with each other. That's how I've always and, thought of it. Like, it's yeah. never, I don't know, like... No, I fuck with Brian all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like, to me, and we just, we say this all the time, so, um, Matt, the, he's playing drums with Spite, but he played drums for us all of last year, and Kevin okay. had to take some time off for, uh, some personal stuff. Like, he had to just take time off sure. for touring. Right. So Matt was filling in with us, and there was one day where we were roasting him just having fun doing our normal thing and our tour manager caught him like outside the room and was he's like what's up Matt what are you doing he's like I'm just hanging out here they're fucking with me too much and he's like you better get your ass back in there because yeah. that means that they like you uh-huh. like, if they yeah. weren't fucking if they didn't like you yeah. they'd be sitting there not yeah. talking to you like yeah. that's it's almost like the, the the whole bully thing in, in like elementary school when the boy bully they like pushed the, the girl, girl around yeah. but he actually has a crush on her kind right. of thing. It's yeah, like, except a man crush man crush <laughs> yeah. sorry but it's like I don't know. It's it's that sense of just like I don't know. You you're comfortable around the people you care about, so yeah. you're fine. Like you know that when you joke around with them, that it's not to be cruel. It's never to be over funny. the line. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. like if it does get over the line, we're all very easy about like, hey, can you not joke about that? Like sure. I know you, I know what you're doing, but and then I'm trying to sleep enough. Just fucking... a little bit too far. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. please just cool and it. And if they actually that. respect you, they'll cut the shit off. Exactly, of and that's how like this. Like, we fuck with each other more than I think most bands, like, on a constant level. Right. Not, not in, like, big prank ways, but just, like, we're always just trying to get each other, like, going and make somebody else laugh. Yeah. But I think the respect that we all have for each other is a lot higher than a lot of bands that I'm in contact with. It's probably for that reason, though, that you guys do that. Yeah, like, That's I... That's literally probably why. Yeah. Because you guys kind of have that camaraderie where you feel comfortable... Oh, yeah. Like, that. I... Yes, that's the best way to put it. It's like we know that there's the care behind it and not mm-hmm. the cruelty. So I'm going to fuck with you as much as possible. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Was it an adjustment, you know, being a part of full time, being a part of Casey's Strain, mm-hmm. having a brand that is so, in, in its own circle, so notable that it's almost like a, uh, not a wake up call, but kind of like, oh, wow. You know, I'm being given a lot of respect just as as a as well, a musician because I'm joining in. the yes. train. 
Yeah, um, not necessarily like a, an adjustment, but it was just kind of like, I don't want to sound corny saying it, but it was kind of cool. Like, sure. No, that's, that's, like, that's like yeah. what I... It's like you're being homecoming king all of a sudden, and then you go around, <laughs> I hate to keep yeah. pushing these fucking high school uh, no, analogies. It's kind of like a goal in life, and then you achieve that, that goal. That's what it, it is. Like, it's, not, it's not like the, oh, I want to be popular, but it's yeah. like, I, the way that my idols made me feel, like... To have some kids come up to me and say nah, things that, like, I, yeah. like, like, that's what I was like, holy fuck, like, this is way you bigger pinch than just yourself. me. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, you inspire other people. Yeah. Which, which is, at one point, you were the one being inspired by those people. Yeah, and that was just, like, I mean, it's still the case. Like, I, like, I've literally, I was just texting Matt Heaping from Trivium, like, just bullshitting yeah. with him. And he has been, since I was, like, 10 years old, one of my idols. Sure. So, like, for... I, I use him as an example a lot because he's so down to earth. Yes. Like he is who I strive to be. Hey Matt, like. if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like somebody that I strive to be like as like a like a persona because like I mean we're obviously just normal dudes, but because of the band and like the, like the social media push and everything, like it's a bit more of like we're not close friends with every fan so it's kind of more just like we're a presence to a lot of people yes so i want to be the good presence that like somebody like matt heafy was when i met him when i was 15. well i think that you know? speaks volumes because not everybody in big bands gives anybody the time of day yes. let alone you know people who are running a podcast or whatever i could slide into your dms <laughs> and be like hey man you want to do a podcast and you're, you're like, like hell yeah you, man. yeah yeah and some people you can not respond you can yeah. not even have your dms open it's like <laughs> it, it, people and a lot of times i have to go through publicists and stuff and right. that's how you know but it's it's so much easier this way and it's yeah it's it's a uh, it's well appreciated because we don't always have the luxury of of just being direct with whoever right. we're, we're talking to and so it's, i mean it's the other thing too is like People think that people on tour are really busy. We're never fucking busy. <laughs> like, you try to sleep when you can. You try to eat when you can. Like put it this way, I had I'm playing two sets and I'm I'm in school. Like I'm in college oh, taking wow. classes. What are you going for? Uh, computer science stuff. Oh no shit. Like uh, my major is cybersecurity, but like I'm do like that's three big things. Like right. two sets a day. And doing school, <laughs> and no, yeah, that's we, what I want to go for. Too. Yeah, it's tight. I'm actually, yeah, um, but like when and then when we were on the Knock Loose tour, like we were writing and recording two separate records, and I was in school and touring, and I still made it work. So like, yeah, I don't know. It's not hard to set time away for people who no. want, who who like want to gain not gain something as like a, a personal agenda, but like just gain a connection with you. Mm-hmm. So like when people are like. Oh yeah, he was just too busy to like do that. Like maybe once or twice a tour, you are too busy. Yeah. Generally, you're sitting around for 23 hours and then you play guitar for an hour. Yeah, right. Like, touring is not busy. Work, no, but know? I think some <laughs> artists, and I don't blame them for this, but I think some artists will will want to achieve that persona of larger than life persona. Yeah, which I get too, because like I mean, everybody wants to advance to the next level, and sometimes there is merit in fake it till you make it mm-hmm. um that's just not something i ever and we, about. we we've we've right. interviewed at, at some of these major like rock and metal festivals before yeah. and you all get a list of all the publicists and all the bands who are open for interviews and there is a pretty big handful of bands that just don't want yeah. press which like, is interesting i mean there's always like there's definitely times where like when we were on warp tour we did a lot of press stuff yeah and there's definitely times where it's like 
I'm okay. sick of it. You have what no year were you on Warped Tour? 2017. Okay. Um, Did you? Were you? You weren't in the Cleveland date. I don't think you were in the Cleveland date. Should have been. We were on the whole tour. Fuck. No, you know what? I think you were. I, fu- I fucked up. I remember this specifically. I was with a friend at, at that Warped Tour. And you guys were playing on, I believe it was what the mutant stage. Yeah, yeah. And Attila was on the main stage that day. Uh-huh. He's a big. Uh-huh. I, I, I like, I love both of y'all, but I was like, I was Attila. I go see Attila. But, yeah, yeah. So, on, I watch them all the time. I just put on fun shows. I miss so, Warped yeah. Tour so bad, dude. It's I, only been a year, but I never I, went to it as a kid. But when I was on it, I was like, oh, okay, I went one time as a kid in like high school because like. Eated Whitechapel and Suicide Silence were playing, and I was like, "All right, let's go see those three bands." Yeah. I saw the Keisha Strain in 2011, I think it was. Yeah, that was the year because we were banned for a long time from. I, <laughs> I saw them in 2011 <laughs> Warp Tour, and I was senior in high school. And it's funny that you know this podcast is funny because like the Keisha Strain was one of our main influences because we were kind of like, I don't want to use the term deathcore, but we were like. Dr. Acula. Yeah. My my lead vocalist at the time was a was a fucking juggalo. <laughs> and we played metal. God. So you can you can figure where I'm going with yeah. this. Oh, <laughs> and and one of the biggest influences we had was the case of stream. We went as a band called like case of stream in 2011. Well, and I haven't seen you guys until tonight, which is so it's ironic. It's actually <laughs> now that you're saying that, it's really funny because I remember being on Warp Tour playing with this band. Um, and like my either time hop or like my Facebook like year yeah. review yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I love time like hop. It's this day yourself. on this year or this event on this day, whatever year. And that same year that you were talking about where yeah. the case show was on it, I posted <laughs> like a Facebook status as some shit little high school kid just being like That's too fucking That was me, I, dude. I posted and I was like yeah. Am I really gonna pay this much to just go see the Acacia Strain? And I was like, Absolutely not. I saw oh that. I was God. like, Yikes! I was cringy. You're lucky you're not a politician. They bring that up in RP. Right. Funny as hell. But I like it. Kind of. It just like made me stop for a second because it was like six years. I was like, What the fuck? Well, like, you're, tw- I you're 26. I'm 26 I, too. Yeah, so I turned 27 in about a week and a half. But yeah. 29 in a month. Woo. He's old, man. He's yeah. about to be 30. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so what happened? What, what happened in 2011? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. There, I don't want to go so far into detail. Whatever but, you got. Was it at Warp Tour? It was at Warp Tour. There was. I don't think incident. it was the Ohio one. No, it was like the very last day of the tour. And Vincent made a joke on stage about what the crowd, what, about what he wanted the crowd to do, not being serious. And, and then, then they, they did, did it. it. And. Some property Oof. got damaged. So yeah, uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna go into the details. Yeah. But if you I mean, if we you're were, listening <laughs> and you want to know, I'm sure there are plenty of articles out <laughs> on the internet about it. I mean, we we clearly buried that with Kevin Lyman and whatever because we were on it. Sure. And we did very well that year. He's an year. awesome guy. Himself. Yeah, and he was very supportive of us that whole year. Um, <laughs> helped us out whenever we needed it. But yeah, there was a minute where it was like, yeah, this band's never doing more I vaguely, I vaguely remember that. <laughs> Yikes. I didn't find out about it until like we were on Warp Tour and Vincent told me the story. I was like, that's fucking hilarious, but good God, yeah. Yeah. That went bad real quick and you didn't even mean Speaking of controversial things, and this is taking a somber turn, but you know, how long it was, six months ago that the Dayton shooting happened and you were obviously impacted because... Unfortunately, the shooter was wearing 
Casey Strain. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah it was yeah, I, 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 I remember that now. He was posting lyrics online and mm-hmm. he was very much inspired. It's like Steinet lyrics by, or something. Uh, yeah, I don't even know the yeah, lyrics. Yeah, I mean, inspired by the band. <laughs> Obviously, the, the the band has no, you know, doesn't advocate for, right. for violence yeah. or anything like Never. that. Twisted Mind, you know, like the opposite into, Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, was that pretty hard for you guys as far it as... Was, yeah, I was the first one to find out about it because uh, I was doing the night drive. Like, it was my turn to drive. How do you so, even bring something like that up? Dude, it was... like, I, so, so, I was doing the night drive, and it's dangerous, but there's a certain point of tired when you're doing the night drive where, like, checking your phone is actually keeping you more safe. I agree. Like, yeah. I know it sounds, people are going to be like, don't text and drive. No, but, like, but you yeah. see a bright light and it, yeah. it wakes your When light, it's four it in the morning her, yeah. and you're like shaking your head Slapping and like, yourself, literally like throwing water on yeah. your face to keep yourself up, scrolling through Facebook or Twitter, that's saving you and your band. Mm-hmm. So I, che- I just like pulled my phone out for a second. I checked, uh, I got like a message notification on the band page and I don't usually check them just because sure. like, I you probably get a shit ton of I'm them. not I'm not really that active on Facebook anyway. Like most of my Facebook interactions are just like on a Kemper forum or like linking stuff. I sent this guy a friend request like <laughs> months ago and I still haven't gotten a response. It's really? all good. Yeah, no, it's totally I mean, fine. I'm just fucking busting I'm your really balls. bad at it's especially responding to friend requests. It's all good. Um, but yeah, so like I, I saw the message and someone I, like for me to have checked it was rare, but sure. I checked it and it was like, hey, just so you know, somebody just murdered a bunch of people wearing your hoodie, and like we get some crazy shit sometimes. So I was like, oh, that's fucking bullshit. Like, yeah, just some weirdo some troll. sending something dumb. Yeah. So I wrote it off, and then like ten minutes later, uh, I went to go like change the music on my phone, and I get like another notification, and it's another different person. Saying, 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 saying the same thing, saying the same thing like, this is too, with a screenshot, and I was just like, "Oh my god! Like, what the fuck happened?" Like, trying to get any details, so I'm just like on Twitter, like searching hashtags, and I'm like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, uh, and I just had to like sit with it for two or more hours while Until I everybody drove. else was and, up, and then yeah. your brain is probably like, "Dude, I w- your like, mind is probably racing." Like, okay, I, I went from being tired to wide awake yeah. because I was like, "What just happened? Like, how?" How is this real? Like, I... I mean, you hear about shootings every day, and it sounds selfish, but, like, you don't get affected until, like, you're, you've got more... Oh, it's so it. true. It's the same thing with... And I, I... Listen, I understand completely on all different levels, but let's say you're you're just, a, you know, Joe Schmo, and then you get a certain type of cancer. Well, then yeah. all of a sudden, you're an advocate for that certain type of cancer to be cured right. because it's affecting you. And it's like, I... Like, of course I care about all the other shootings and tragedies that happen, but, like, for... Like you can't, you can't let it always take up your mental space because you go fucking nuts. You, you'll, and you'll but, live in fear for yeah. the rest of your life. I mean, that's so, the last thing you want to do. But like this is obviously the, I mean, clearly for me at least the first time that I've ever dealt with anything like that. And right. I mean, in reality, like it wasn't even anything big to affect us. You know, like no. in the in the grand scheme of things, like like for how shitty I felt in that moment, like I could not even comprehend what the actual victim's families yeah. are feeling. Yeah, but it doesn't even go down to, oh no, are we going to lose fans? Or, oh no, no is this going to affect our brand? It's not even about that. Oh, it's I didn't just, give a fuck about yeah. that. I was more just, one, upset that it happened. But more than anything, like, or, okay, not more than anything, like, on a different playing field from just, like, feeling for the victims and their families, like, 
it's such a weird feeling to know that someone who you kind of inspired not necessarily inspired but like someone like we do this for connection you know like our goal every night is to make fans happy and connect with them because like that's the main source of joy with people is connection like no matter what through music especially and yeah and so like it was just really really awful feeling to know that someone that you have some kind of shared mindset or like connection with could do that I was it's, I was it makes you feel devastated. very dirty yeah and I was like to no fault but yeah. it just makes you feel, feel yeah it felt like we it, it, it for a quick second I was like holy shit what did we do to like put on this and then and then you have to take a step back and be like right we didn't do this because every night we're all I mean I'm very vocal all of us are vocal about it but I feel like I try to make extra steps every day to like talk about mental health on the internet because I suffer from a lot of like anxiety and depression Same. stuff so like I, and Vincent every single night is talking about like being there for your friends to opening up and being vulnerable and talking to people it's kind of a good person to have around yeah like it's it's just yeah. like we're as a band very conscious of like the struggles of other people mm-hmm. so um, it just like I don't know, a lot of those emotions come up, but more than anything, it was just like, holy fuck, this was somebody that like we connected with in some way could do this. And they took was, the connection And it went way. the total opposite right. way. Was there ever any discussion of being proactive as a band and maybe reaching out to the families? Well, or was it more like, let's just stay We back. have something, we didn't personally reach out just because like, I mean, the day after it happened, like, yeah, yeah, you don't want to go to, well, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, the families, I'm sure most of the families were like, most I feel like most level-headed people would never go. Oh yeah, the music did that. You no, know? yeah, but the, there's a lot. Maybe of in the nineties, because like, hell, Marilyn Manson dealt with that with right. Columbine. Let's not dealt with that. But that's South just Africa. like scapegoating it. Like, it's like yeah, people, video games are the problem. Yeah, you know, and, it's the same shit. And like, we, so we were like, not gonna reach out, especially the day after it happened, because they'd be like, "Who the fuck are you? Like, yeah. stop talking." No, to me. yeah, no, but no, we no. we still are like, we have us and another company i can't say anything about it but sure. us and another like larger company um we have like a thing in the works to still benefit like do a like a donation kind of benefit thing and raise like money maybe i yeah. don't i don't know if it, we're going to release a piece of something some kind of merch collaboration with so that's still company. in the works yeah it's still that's like you can't yeah okay but we are still doing something and i can't imagine you've played in that market since uh Indeed. No, I mean that was just the last tour that we were on a okay. few months ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is. Is the there closest. any apprehension? How recent ago was? How recent ago was it? It was pretty. So it was pretty. So hard to keep track anymore. Yeah. Which is sad in itself. Um, <laughs> it was July or August. So I don't know if there's recent. if there's like okay. Next time we play in Dayton, are we gonna get blowback? Are we gonna get? I mean, we had you know, blowback from literally one news outlet, and right? Everyone else was like. Shut the fuck up. This is not the band. Like I know there were uh, so many people in support of us and it was it was amazing and it felt great, but at the same time it was like stop putting the focus on us. Yeah, it's not please worry about the Have you ever read the Acacia Strain Wikipedia at all? Out of curiosity. The only reason I brought it up is I reread it uh, while on the way here. Uh Um just for like, you know, minimal background information. But um, the first paragraph it you know, it says that we, our lyrics, you know, X, Y, and Z lyrics mm-hmm. are for the promotion of kind of mental health and, you know, 
women's stuff and all this stuff kind of you know mental yeah. security the reason why we put the lyrics in the way we do is for the people to take it as they interpret themselves I mean, yeah, they, like, and they leave it oh and you guys leave the lyrics open yeah. for interpretation but um the reason why you guys write it like that mm. from your perspective is for those reasons i mean yeah that's i mean vincent when he vincent writes all the lyrics like okay. i have never once i didn't know been, you know yeah vincent is the whole lyrical content everything um and a lot of the like artistic view of the band is him, right. um, but he writes about very personal things. So, but like, you don't want to just be like, "Oh, I struggled with this as a lyric," you know? Yeah, like, you it has to, to be get, very like cryptic right. in a sense. Yeah, and unfortunately, Vague. some people take that in the wrong direction. Right. And I know the metal community. As soon as that happened, the entire metal metal community came out. For you guys, so oh, hey, yeah, listen, like Jamie Josta, I'm a big uh, fan of his podcast. Yeah. And he's a great guy, and he came out right away, like for like three episodes, and just kept mentioning yeah. it. Corey Taylor just, like yeah. tweeted to us, and uh, I think he because well, he's even, been through it too. I think he might have yeah. even messaged Griffin because they're buddies because wow. they're both from Des Moines. That's cool. Um, I think he might have even like personally messaged Griffin and was like, "Hey, like you guys didn't fucking do this. Like mm-hmm. you know that we know that. Just stay strong." And uh, so like it was really touch and go for the first like day or two but we saw way more support of it like for us than than criticism against us which is great which is great uh switching topics here because this is just something that i've wanted to ask you so you live in raleigh i live yeah okay how long have you lived there uh july 1st of 2018 i moved there okay so my mom is from there i go down there (laughs) probably like five to ten times oh that's awesome Uh, i love the place we'll have to link up if you're off off a tour like and get, get a beer I that city is people people don't realize how um, how much it grows. First of all, Dude, it's, it's just, I cannot say enough amazing things about it's Raleigh. So great. There's something to do all the time. Always. I don't drink, right? I'm uh, not a drinker. My, yeah. my my mom, my stepdad, who live down there, are drinkers. Uh-huh. Every time I go down there, I it is just definitely a very drink central. Fucking what? wasted. Yeah. Like, for like five days, <laughs> they got a wet willies. You guys know what that is? Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. What that you is. have to go there. They got like, margaritas <laughs> in the wall. Oh, I've seen places like that before. Yeah. So what I wanted to ask you is, so I've got a couple of spots in Raleigh that are uh, like my shit. So uh, the foundation. I don't think I've been there. So that's right downtown. There's a there's a, uh, a stairwell that goes underneath like a, one of the is big it buildings. The, does it have that big outdoor part? There's no also? outdoor. It's all in okay. a basement. Like, I'm so directionally challenged. I still, I've lived there for two years and I, there's about three places I can get to without a GPS. Oh so. my goodness. Um, so you should try Foundation I've if you heard remember it. that. It's, I feel like I've they probably got been there. there. which is phenomenal. Uh-huh. I've probably um, been there before, but I don't remember. The other place that I love is Seagrace. Never been there. Oh, it's a twenty speakeasy theme place, okay. and they've got live jazz every night, which is awesome. Sick. The bartenders are, are, are and all the staff have like mm. the suit and ties with the hats. Yeah, that's tight. I mean, it's it is. You walk in there and you're immersed into something completely different. Um, do you remember the Black Flower uh-uh. dive bar? Yeah. I actually headlined. I used to be a DJ. Uh-huh. Uh Who we got here? What the fuck? Hey, Maxim. How are you? What? Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> What up? How are you doing? No, I guess your show's a lot closer than It's like a 20 minute drive. I'm oh, so sorry okay. to interrupt. Uh, it's not a 20 minute drive. <laughs> what up? Are you on the Knock Loose show? Yes. He okay. plays drums for Knock Yes, yes. Oh, fuck. All right. Hey, dude, we're doing a podcast. How you doing? Nice to meet you. We saw you guys at, um, uh, what was it? Louder Life. 
Oh, oh yeah, okay. I was fucking sick. Yeah, Kentucky sick, and good. like right there, That's you know. Sweet home, definitely. But definitely. Where else? <laughs> I saw you work tour, just like I saw them work tour. Biggest from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. We yeah. did a uh, that snowed in fest yep. last year. Oh, did you? Kuma Khan, a couple yeah. other of those bands. That was, Dude, that was fucking dope. <laughs> yeah. Never trying our own hand at it. We're gonna see. Dude, you're killing. I've seen the videos online for like every every fucking date you guys are doing. Could we get you guys on the podcast sometime? Sure. That would be sick. I'd love to. Yeah, I'll let you on. It's email, Facebook, anything. Just shoot a message. Yeah, we got it. I'll let you guys get back to it. Yeah, no problem, man. Have a good show. I'll see you. I'll see you. Too fucking funny. Not editing that out now. That's hilarious that he said that. Okay. Is that going to be a problem? We're going to find out. We can go into. I mean, what I'll do, I'll just do this. I'll do it directionally so people can hear like that. Um, so anyways, we were talking about we were talking about Raleigh. Black Flower, I used to be a DJ. I headlined a gig there. Um, that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, that it's a great place to live. I'm going to be down there uh, late December. I don't know if you'll be off tour, but yeah. yeah. I, uh, we come back. I get back home from this on Thanksgiving, and then I'll be back for a few months. So I'm more than down to link up. Yeah, definitely. So um, And then there's that pinball place. Have you been to the pit? It's right by the pit. Uh, is it... You know the pit bar? Boxcar? Yes! Yeah, boxcar is sick. Fucking love it. They had an Iron Maiden themed pinball machine that I almost bought. I was just like, I just... I, like, I love Iron Maiden so much, and I'm just like... They have a, uh, dude. They have a Kiss one also, and that's when I, I was that. like... Because I grew up loving Kiss, uh, and when I saw that, I was like, yeah, this place is sick. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Definitely. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I mean, I'm sure you got to get ready for Left Behind, too, so... Yeah, I hopefully they even made it here, because they had some band problems. Uh, I think they're here now. I can... You might have a day off. <laughs> check my group chat and see if they're here. Uh... And that's a that's a tough thing with with being in a van. I, I don't even know how you go about picking your van. Or I mean, there's all different zip ties, uh, flex tape, flex tape, <laughs> fucking flex tape, dude. Flex tape is is the business. I tell you what, I'm a homeowner and I've got flex tape all over kinds of places. That's just ridiculous. We uh, we rent only now, so like if the van fucks off, we're just like, hey, green vans, help. And like we broke down in the middle of nowhere Canada last year with Left Behind. Um, and we just like left the van there, <laughs> rode with them. For, we split up Acacia Strain between the Left Behind van and the I Am van for two days. Just rode how we had to ride and then they brought us a new van that's in awesome. like the west coast of Canada. Wow. So like that's that solidified for us that like renting is way cooler. <laughs> so. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because the Casey Strain is not a band that's just now starting to tour. So, is it one of those things where you're budgeting? You're gonna you're, you'll take a van to have nicer stuff otherwise. Yeah, we uh, we we've done bandwagon tours, um, and we would just rather have the money at the end of the tour. Like a bandwagon is like thirty grand for a month or something, and yeah. like obviously like you've got to pay to rent a van, but. It's a lot cheaper to do a van and trailer than a bandwagon and a trailer. So we were like, well, we could be really comfortable or we could just rough it and bring home more money at the end. And that's way cooler to me than like a microwave. <laughs> sure. And I, I, honestly, I think one of the like the best halfway not tour bus, not van is like those Mercedes 
you know those big Mercedes van type things? Because those are kind of like similar. I've never toured in one, but everyone I know fucking hates those things. Really? Because they like have like bucket seating instead of a bench where like you can't lay on it. Um, we always do like, we've got a 15 passenger Ford that we always rent. We have three benches and we take one of them out and put a futon mattress down. So we just like, me and Devin sleep on the mattress. Our tour manager always sleeps shotgun in the passenger seat and then everybody else has their own bench. So that like, we have made it work so comfortably that like, we never get hotels on tour. Like we just sleep in the van every day. And then on days off we get Airbnbs. So like, we kind of just pool pool our discomfort and then one day on the day off just like live in luxury yeah, yeah. no that makes sense i, I kind of worry about myself a little bit my band's not on the tour level yet but we're starting to gain some steam and i'm very i'm very meticulous about my my uh my my comfortability at home Living and stuff rich. yeah you get over that real quick we'll see so so here's here's where i think i will be okay i own my own business and i can work from a computer and i can make some decent money doing it. Yeah. I'd love to get a hotel every night. Like, but I don't know how that do you guys you guys drive through the night, so it's not it's not something that's feasible every single depends on your routing. Yeah, I mean some nights like I think tonight the drive's only like two, three hours, something like that. Where'd you come from? Uh <laughs> just gotta look it up. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. So that was only like three hours. Did you hit any like real bad snow? Not that time, but we hit a shitload of snow going to, where was it? Uh, it was either going to St. Louis or St. Paul. Oh, wow. Either or. It was all cold as fuck and it all sucked. So they're, the yeah, they're calling for, the, at least up here, and we, we have some pretty bad winters. It's no, not Michigan, it's not Wisconsin, it's not Milwaukee. We have, you know, we have our share of, of warm spurts, mm -hmm. but we have some pretty bad winters. They're calling for November to be the coldest in history. Fucking great. Yeah. Well, you'll be home by then in Raleigh, and yeah. it'll be... What I love about Raleigh and North Carolina, and you know all about North Carolina, too. My girlfriend's... Uh Dad's family, Charlotte. Charlotte. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, my fiance's family is from Charlotte. So oh yeah. And what I love about that is you can get a day that's thirty, and then you can get a day seventy right after it's it. It's pretty sick. Uh, I just like that after like November, I'm okay with just having a hoodie all the time, mm -hmm. but I can wear a jacket and be comfortable. Or I could be a fucking idiot and wear shorts all year if I really wanted to, but I'm not going to. And that's a better than our situation because there are literally times when I will walk outside yeah. and I. I feel like I literally just want to stop existing. Yeah. That's how cold it is. Like your face, all your yeah. No, <laughs> you've had some rough winters a couple of years. I, eh, probably before you were there, though. I think 2017 was pretty bad. Um, yeah, I was down there. Like I had moved there in July or in January 2018, but I started dating Laura like earlier that year. So and she's why you moved there, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was driving back and forth from New Jersey to there like every other weekend. Um, so yeah, like I saw. <laughs> I, it sucked. That I, I got very used to driving for eight hours all the time. Uh, I mean, granted, touring helps. That's eight hours. Oh yeah. It's it's eight and a half from here to Raleigh. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's That's just crazy. A separate direction. Wow. Um, but yeah, like the winter was like when I moved down, like the day that I went to go get my license changed, it snowed the night before, and I was like fucking sick. Are you kidding me? Wow. It was only like two degrees warmer than New Jersey. I was like. I should have just, like, this is a New Jersey winter. I shouldn't be dealing with this right now. Um, 
say. What am I looking at here? 6.40. I don't know what Oh, yeah. I don't know what time you got to go at 6.40. I know you said that they're supposed to, they're on right after uh, Traders. Yeah, we flip flop every day. Okay. Um, we're supposed to go on at 7.10. Yeah, yeah, let's wrap it up. But yeah, yeah. So, uh, hey man, thanks for ha being on here. I know it was just awesome to to get you on and, and yeah. use the, the fact that you were so accessible was great. Um, like I said, I wasn't doing much. Yeah, <laughs> I was changing guitar strings. Yeah. So um, maybe we'll have a follow up when I come down in a couple months. But yeah, uh, yeah. awesome. Sounds good. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So that was uh, Tom Smith. Uh, thanks for listening. It was a really good conversation. Talked about a lot of different topics. Um, I want to make a quick note here and be transparent with our listeners. When I do remote podcasts, I use a uh, small microphone and I usually put it in the middle of the room. And yes, we get some reverb. Normally it goes okay. But what I realized when uh, what ended up happening, as you heard towards the end of this interview, is traders uh, came on, their set started. Um, and uh, I was worried that we wouldn't be able to hear each other. So I took the mic and I kind of put it like a newscaster would, mouth, 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 etc. And it really enhanced the sound quality, to be honest. So I'm going to start to do that in the future um, just to make sure. It's, it's kind of awkward when we're in a conversation, but I'd rather have it be awkward for me than, you know, and then, then risk uh, or have good quality than, than risk the quality uh, to maintain a semblance of the environment. So... Um, that won't happen again, but I don't, it's not a big deal, but it's, it's definitely noticeable. Um, also it was really cool for uh, Pac-Man from Knocked Loose to come by and, uh, uh, quote unquote crash our interview. Um, that was really neat. And, uh, hopefully we will have Knocked Loose on a podcast here, uh, shortly. Um, anything else that I'm going to say is just go check out that tour. Uh, I believe they're still on tour. It is Chelsea Grin, the Acacia Strain. Um, spite, um, left behind and traitors. So that is a one hell of a bill, and my face was completely melted off by the end. So, uh, mission accomplished. Um, coming up, we have Sean the Butcher from Sirius XM Liquid Metal. Uh, it would be cool to talk to him. He's a host of of a Sirius XM station. Uh, it will be cool to talk to him about a lot of different things, whether it be programming, um. Or or just the overall occupation itself. Um, if you have any questions for any of our guests, by the way, you know how to uh, submit them. Please join the All Things Music Podcast fan crew on Facebook groups. It's titled exactly that, All Things Music Podcast Fan Crew. We have an area where you can submit questions. Um, like us on Facebook as well. I'm trying to get the other social media sites up here shortly. So um, that'll be good when those are up, but uh, we do have a really good way of of connecting with fans and outreach and stuff, and we'll do some more segments coming up in our next interview um, as well. So um, I think that covers everything. So uh, thanks for listening again. Please subscribe, rate five stars, the whole nine yards. We're not going anywhere. We, we're we've got a really good you know guest list, like I said, lined up, and we've had a lot of really good guests on in the past. So seems to be something that people are really interested in hearing about uh, music talk. So. Um, with that being said, as always, we're out.